like I like to show you things, Terry. It's very pinhead in in that way, is that I have such wonderful sights to show you. And what is this movie if not Alien? It's Hellraiser Alien. Me, Hellraiser. I was so excited. It's literally Hellraiser Alien. And I was like, yes. That's probably why this is my like favorite of the ones we've do- watched this month of the sci-fi horror or whatever. This is the one because it's got that. How, you like that gore. Oh, damn it. I didn't know it. But yeah, I am down for this bloody, bloody ship. It's so wonderful. The the fact that gore makes you laugh is unlike anybody I've ever met in my life. No, it makes it me like happy. Me. I know. It's so weird. I should I thought, not be happy about blood. I thought I was the sickest one I knew, and then it might be you, which is I'm great. the most terrible. I'm the most terrible. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's you can't spell terrible without Terry. Oh uh, wow. That's good. Told you I like him punny. I like him punny. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices, spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on foxy yet dodgy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the The final girl. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. <laughs> I'm Terry. And this week we are going to be talking about 1997's Event, Event Horizon. Horizon. The title of this episode is This Place is a Tomb. Mm-hmm. And the tagline for this movie, Infinite Space, Infinite Terror. Correct. Yeah. That is literally what the, they uncover and what they're going through. It feels looking- It feels very 1997 to me, that tagline. Not just the tagline, but that literally, I mean, that sums up the movie beautifully because you're thinking about the infinity and this time-space continuum and the singularity. Right. Like we're getting back into like quantum physics and science and all that stuff too. And what does time really mean? Yes. How does it bend? What is time travel? What is space travel? All comes together. I love that. And is it terrifying? Fuck yes. Yes, it is. And I think that it's nice to have a little more science in your science fiction, which this movie definitely does. It's pretty, yeah, it's it's got it, it's grounded pretty nicely in some great science. So this movie was made for $60 million. Yep. It made $26 million. Did not do very well. I had no idea this was a dud. This is so funny to me because we've been watching all these sci-fi horror this month. Right. Um, in honor of our wonderful producer, Adam, who love loves, you, Adam. loves the sci-fi. Yes. Um, and he loves a good outer space movie for sure. And um, I am shocked. I yeah. feel like my favorites, I think, I guess they were too bloody maybe for everyone else. And again, I think this is the same fate that yeah. the thing suffered where it was too bloody. So this film, this is again one of those films where we have this amazing uh, cut of how much time there is in the film. So this movie now when we watch it, it's 96 minutes. Mm-hmm. Originally it was 130 minutes. And it was given an NC-17 rating. Oh, yeah. So then they were like, oh, okay, we got to cut it down to an R. And so this is the version that we got. So it originally was like way, pushing it way far out in oh the my Hellraiser God. Like gore factor. I think I want to see that version. Yeah, I kind of like to see that version yeah. too. Um, so this film, we have some alternate universe casting for. Um, as Miller, who mm-hmm. was played by Lawrence Fishburne, we could have had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Tommy Lee Jones. I think that would have been, yeah, that would have been good. Uh, or Bruce Willis. Uh, okay. I can see that. No, I don't know. I don't know. I think 
the obviously Fishburne is wonderful. Yes. I'm freaking not mad about that casting at all. I could see Bruce Willis doing it. I would have. I like Tommy Lee's intensity though. Mm-hmm. There's something about like Bruce is more still has that. Even though when he's intense, I still feel like he has more of that comedy sensibility okay. to some of his performances too mm-hmm. that you don't get to do in this movie. Yes, that I feel like would be like would have been a miss. Okay. But I, I could definitely see Tommy Lee Jones digging into this and being like really freaking really intense. intense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as Weir, which is uh, played by Samuel, uh, we could have had uh, Scott Glenn mm-hmm. or Bill Pullman. Um, and it would have been interesting to see. I've never seen Bill Pullman go that far. He like, would have been too nice, I feel like. But that's, that's I mean, but that's partly why Sam Neill's cast, right? Because yeah. Sam Neill is a very kind of affable, nice guy. Yeah. And, and I, that's what makes him such a great everyman mm-hmm. and uh, is, is so good in all of these films because he's someone you don't feel like will fight back, will push forward, mm-hmm. will do these things. But then he actually does. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just mention how much we fucking love Sam Neill? Uh, uh, yes. Two Yes. Yes, we love you. Well, I love you at Two Paddocks. <laughs> uh, I went through a giant Sam Neill phase after Jurassic Park and watched everything that he had made up until then. And I of mean everything, like a, a Cry in the Dark and like Dead Calm. Brilliant. And we love Dead Calm. Yeah. yeah. All great. And so Event Horizon was mm-hmm. also, you know, going forward, I would go to see everything he was in because I always uh, love him and uh he's, he does not disappoint in this film no he does not he is wow. he brings it to there and back because i would i would say that i would think that in the mouth of madness was his most like insane performance but mm-hmm. then i'm like uh event horizon it's up in the air both I of mean, them are so incredibly crazy the turn his character takes in this film is is wow uh, yeah, really, mm-hmm. really incredible. So this takes place. So uh, just so we know uh, what an mm-hmm. event horizon is, mm-hmm. uh, which is the the theoretical like edge to a black hole where the laws of physics stop applying and the, it's the edge of the universe, basically. Yeah, well, they just actually there's an event horizon telescope that just like took this like our, our satellite that just took images of the black hole that yes. we just got. Um, recently, like if it's you, all coming together. It all I know. I was like, oh my god, we just watched that, and of course, like, like the next day, I'm like, oh my gosh, looking at the news, and here we are, and just watched this film, and it's wild. Yes. So, uh, but here we take place in the future of 2047, where we have this alternate universe where they've colonized Moon and the Mars, and they have sent. They're these... doing the stuff we're talking about, like yes. even more so now, which I think is wild because, like, this was over 20 years ago when this movie was made. Um, but a lot of the stuff we're doing, like, right. I just was at um, they do a thing every year called Yuri's Night, which is to celebrate the first human that went into outer space mm-hmm. around the world. They have all these parties. So down here in LA, we're at the California Science Center underneath the space shuttle Endeavor. Wow, I was working as a volunteer for the VIP area and this party. So there's all these people talking about space and they had, you know, the guys, um, this la- last year was, you know, people from SpaceX. Mm-hmm. And then this year we had um, the Virgin Galactic people there promoting what they're doing. But I mean, this is, this is happening now. Right, right now. Well, and the timeline's not totally crazy from what they premise at the beginning of the film. No, it's not. But I, but the thing that makes me nervous about that is that, you know, we've watched uh, over the last few weeks, uh, several science fiction horror movies. And the theme to all of this is like, don't mess with things you don't know about. Don't, don't mess with physics. Don't mess with, you know, like other things. And it's interesting that we push forward as curiosity explorers. And if horror movie Final Girl, you know, is right, you should actually not do those things. Um, you never know, but it's also like we pushed forth and, you know, kept going around the country. And that we've now that we've gone around the entire globe, now we want to go but you have to see what else is out there. We that- have to prepare for contingency because... We don't know if we're going to have this planet forever. So we're trying to figure out what else can we do. That's very true. 
but let's hope that this what what we find will not be anywhere near what they find. I in hope this we film. don't find this this stuff. Uh, no, I hope we don't either. <laughs> so this is twenty forty uh, in twenty forty. The the Event Horizon was the ship that had gone out to find the edge of the universe, basically, mm-hmm. and disappeared after Neptune, and it's gone silent. And now it is twenty forty seven, and it's been missing for seven years. And there is a crew. There's a crew out there float in space too but they also get a signal a search and rescue signal mm-hmm. this is the lewis and clark so they uh, again exploring of course named a, after our, a ragtag bunch of uh, people out in space people out in space and there's the new guy sam neil yes dr weir who is new to them and they don't they don't know, trust him because you don't trust the new guy that joins your ragtag band in space you don't and so they have this kind of top secret message missing and they put him in uh, but the prepare for the takeoff they put mm-hmm. him in a, a grav tank yeah these tanks again i i'm talking about I, all these space movies they all have pods in them and i get claustrophobic every time thinking about it being in like a grav pod it's like full of water and like basically you're like in a mucus pod is what i yeah. <laughs> think about it or yeah. just a, like a, a fish tank and you're suspended and put in suspension. And I just I do think about that too because it, it, it does take a long time to travel in between certain spot, parts of space. So they're going for days in these things. Like it could be like 50, 60 days sure, where you're months, stuck in months. one of these. And so when he, mm-hmm. he when Samuel wakes up, he has this kind of vision of his dead wife with her eyes gone saying that he's she was going to be with him forever. But it's this kind of daymare in between the waking states from when he's mm-hmm. coming out of the scrap tank. Um, and so they realize that they are... Uh, three uh, billion clicks from mm-hmm. the nearest outpost when they wake up. So they're in the middle of nowhere in space, basically. Yes, and they don't mm-hmm. exactly know what the plan is. And again, this is a thing where they're supposed to be going home and everybody's really tired. They don't want to be here. What are they doing here? But they have this you know, this order that they need to go and rescue um, because they've gotten actual sound and a transmission from the Event Horizon ship. And so doctors, like, Dr. Weir plays it for them and it is fucked up haunting as hell. It literally sounds like the mouth of hell yes. has been opened and that's what they're hearing. And they hear something that's a little bit in Latin. And so one of the guys on the ship, Smitty, like um, knows a little bit of Latin or whatever. And so he translates what, what he hears. Um, and he, it he- sounds like liberate me, which means like free me or save me, liberate me. And so they're like, okay, well, I guess we better go Save find them. the ship. And so mm-hmm. they don't know exactly what the ship is. But uh, luckily, Dr. Weir has built the ship and knows everything about it in and out and just explains basically what the, the whole deal is and that there's this gravity center that they've built on the event horizon that can kind of warp space and time and create this. It bends time. bends time to have point A and point B be right next to each other and you can just jump from time to time. It does a beautiful demonstration on a like Playboy cutout. Yeah, piece of paper. Just <laughs> of magazine. Uh, and, exp- you know, explains them in layman's terms mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. Because he's talking like mumbo jumbo and they have no clue what the hell he's saying. Because <laughs> they're not scientists and nah. he's the only one who is and they're all... So, it's, you know, you have this tension already going in where they don't really like him and he doesn't really like them but he and he doesn't know how to communicate with them i mean they're you know like they've been together for a long time you know captain engineer but not quantum scientist like this guy is yes so they finally find the event horizon which is enormous it is massive i was just like what this ship it's like its own city basically yes. and compared I mean, to their ship which just looks infinitesimal like, it looks like so a baby small. ship 
next to this thing and they realize mm-hmm. they have to go aboard. So they do a kind of reading on it and find that there's trace life forms on it, but everywhere on the ship and nothing specific. But nothing locks as, as they do their scan. So they don't think there's any humans on it, but they don't think there's any creatures on it either so they don't really know so why don't we go check it out uh so they send off uh miller and justin and they find miller's like the place is a tomb there's nobody here it's all but the ship design is great it's unbelievable i mean it's 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 a feat of engineering and they everyone gets that i mean like as soon as they see it and once they're on it too I mean, and then as um, Weir is walking them through, he's talking, you know, with Miller about this fail safes on it. And like, so these are things that obviously I'm like, check, check, check. Got to know, remember all this because you're going to need to know this later because when something goes wrong, you need to know how to like destroy the ship. Yes. And he kind of lets them know like it's set up, you know, with like these bombs and like a triggering system to separate the life ship, basically like the life raft boat, like spaceship from the rest of it um, if, if need be. So we know exactly kind of our contingency plan. So as final girl status, I'm already like yes. taking my notes, being like, okay, <laughs> how do I destroy this badass thing? Because this thing looks crazy. Yes. And they have the kind of, you know, irising doors and the kind of the, the big like meat grinder hallway. It's the universal. It's the universal tunnel. Yes. I worked there for a minute. I was a tour guide. I went to tour guide class. Did not pass. So Yeah. I didn't actually get to do it. I'll own up to it. I did sprain my ankle like that week. So it was very hard hobbling up and down the hills of Universal. But I remember having to go through that so many days. And sometimes it makes you kind of like dizzy. But it's like was made for like the $600 million, $6 million man or whatever back in the day. And they use it on a lot of movies, which is great. And I was like, this is definitely a Universal movie because they got the tunnel. They got it. Got it. Well, can we do it? We can use that tunnel. Make it look Uh, like a meat grinder. And Peters also comes across a corpsicle, which is kind of floating in the middle of the place. Yep. And so we have Justin going into the heart of the ship, which is this crazy puzzle box-esque kind of turning spherical. Again, Hellraiser, I'm thinking about the box. It is. The weird little lock box. Yep. And it's like, gee, 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 gee. you don't want those things to line up because something bad is going to happen. Exactly. Pandora's box. But that thing does lines up. And then and Justin sucked into the black hole, which is not where you want to go. But it causes an explosion, which not only knocks everybody out, but starts the other ship on and just this whole So the Lucy Clark, yeah, has been compromised. So they need to fix that ship. There's a hole in the hole. Mm-hmm. Hole in the hole. Hole in the hole. Hole in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, distracted by that. No. But now but now they have, you know, now they have no radio, they have no contact, they have nothing. They're Again, stuck they out have there. no comms. This is like Isolation. the true line of the sci-fi horror you have no communication you're in outer space you don't know what you're dealing with and you can't necessarily trust the people you're with yes and now your ship is on fire so you have to go on this other ship which is super dodgy and also is running out of air mm-hmm. so that they're, so they're they have ship- only so many hours left it's like 20 hours or something yes. left which they which is weird because they clock that off pretty regularly throughout the film and then it just kind of stops after a while they don't mention the time anymore but then all of a sudden they have to again yes yes mm-hmm but that's kind of like how time goes, though. All of a sudden, you're like, "Oh crap! Oh no! What time is it?" So uh-huh. they, but they, they managed to pull Justin back out of the hole and bring him back, but he's unresponsive and just he's kind of never going to be the same again. Comatose on the table. So what happens when you bring your friend back? I'm thinking about Alien, and you bring that guy back, and he's got a freaking octopus on his face, and you're like, "Oh well, never going to be the same." Even though he's eating dinner, right? Still not okay. Well, but this, you know, you he's 
in a coma pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. so you just go, well, he looks okay, even though he's not, you know, so it's not like you see something on him that's going to make you think right. he's brought something back with him. But uh, then things start to go a little bit funny. Peters, uh, we have some, she's, we've seen her with watching videos of her son. Who is who, sick. Who is sick, who is in a wheelchair. And she sees him in the medical tent and he's got maggots on his legs. So she starts freaking so she's out. She's having delusions and visions. So everybody kind of, you're they're not, you're noticing that it's their worst fears basically yes. are materializing in front of them. So this ship feels like it's alive. Yes. And it's got its own, you know, way to prey on your um your emotions. Yeah, and what what I mean there's nothing scarier than something that hones in on your specific secret fears that you you can't escape it. Like that's going to destroy you and you know that's what's so humans are so fallible in that way is like you have this button and you push this button and everyone will self-destruct and mm-hmm. it's like it happens nonstop throughout this movie, which is really, really interesting. Uh, we have uh, this really cool sequence of Sam Neill trying to figure out he's something is malfunctioning and he goes into these green lit tunnels like air duct to try to figure out what's going on. Oh, this is beautifully shot. Like this thing is crazy really crazy cool. push pull mm-hmm. in that green tunnel and all goes dark and he sees his wife who he who has killed herself and he mm-hmm. has to kind of watch her do it and he knows what's happening and he can't stop it and she has no eyes again. It's just like mm-hmm. be with me forever and this is where he starts to kind of turn a bit because he wants to be with his wife but so this is the hard part with each one of them. Like even with like Peter's the medic, like she wants to be with her son. Yes. Do you know what I mean though? Who, who's, who's ill, but she, um, each one of them, like it, it's their, it's their fear is also their greatest like regret are also the person they want to see or redeem themselves with. Right. Cause we saw mm-hmm. uh, Lawrence Fishburne is seeing somebody who is burning and is saying like, you let me burn. It was a, we find it. It was a crew member from one of, one of his men that the first person and like last person basically that he lost. Um, on a mission and so he feels all this regret about it so it's eating him up and, and the ship playing mm-hmm. on it and he but he's saying i've never told anybody so the, the ship, ship is knew. the ship knew the ship is in my head and also could he could feel the heat from the fire of the burning guy so he knows it's mm-hmm. not a hallucination right but it's actually happening so uh justin freaks out and goes and he's gonna shoot goes into the airlock and is basically going to shoot himself out into space because he's gonna go kill himself because he he has this darkness that he can't let go of or shake off whatever he saw when he went through the portal of time yes he brought it it back with him it's Mm -hmm. this darkness and he's like if you've seen what i've seen you wouldn't stop me yep you would never want to be here either he says yeah uh but they managed to save him which is uh, the science on that one seemed very improbable. Okay. I think I wrote okay. a note. I was like, "Science question mark dot dot dot." But you know, because it's good because he st- he does start to like his body starting to pressurize out in the space. Like yeah. his eyes are starting to bleed and this kind of stuff. But they just I think like, they would have had to get him faster than they do. But they you stick him in a grab tank, he'll be fine. Yeah, which they do, and they put him in stasis basically. But I feel like in this situation, you should probably let him die because you don't know if he's like infected with the ship and could. Bring I don't think back... they're to that point yet, though. They, I don't even think they know how it functions yet. Sure. But so yeah, I'd say better safe than sorry in that one. Because I still wonder at the end, like, is he bringing something back? Like, is this, does the ship transfer? Because he's gone to the other side. Because now, yes, he's brought Mm -hmm. back what is there on the other Mm -hmm. side. So 
there's there's things about this movie. So I remember talking, seeing this movie with my friend uh, Nate McCarrick. Hi, Nate. And he said that he thought this movie was so terrifying because are these are there are these flashes of gore where you'd just be kind of going along, the story's going, and all of a sudden you see these horrible, horrible mm-hmm. images. And he remembers being like, oh, my God, they could do that at any time. And now I'm on edge this entire film because I don't know when they're going to do that again. Well, well done on that. That's a good. It's true, though. It's a good horror technique. It's really true because you don't know when something's going to turn because like even like things that look happy or beautiful, like all of a sudden it's like then we have like a bathtub of blood. Do you know what I mean, though? It's like, okay. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. So then we DJ uh, listens to the recording again and realizes that they were not. They have saying, had it wrong. Mm-hmm. Was not saying liberate me. He was actually saying tutame me, which meant save yourself from hell. Then we have the part of the scene, the movie, which gives it. Uh, this is why it was NC seventeen. This sequence was ex- highly extended, and is the ship's log of what happened to the last crew. I was going to ask. I was going to say that's probably a big part of it because they yes. give, you get that little snippet. Uh huh. I read the- online of what they cut out, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, pretty, pretty much." I mean, so it should have had to cut that out. We're getting intestines, and we're getting like weird labyrinth eyes on hands, and but things. also like they're having <laughs> sex while they're doing this stuff. It's, so, it's but it's a, like it's an orgy. It is, but it's an orgy of blood and gore and horror. It's Hellraiser. Yeah, but yeah, what you would see, like it's like Hellraiser doesn't go as far as this, but this is what you imagine Hellraiser to be like, mm-hmm. and there it is. So, uh, well done on on that. I mean, yeah, it's like tendrils and guts and just eating like people alive. Basically, they're eating yeah. each other alive. But there's a there's a, and I think this the the grossest part of it is there's like a joy in it. That there seems to be, yes. you know, they're kind of enjoying themselves in a yes, way. Yes, it's hedonistic. Uh, and I, yeah, this part is the, the it made me uncomfortable, that part. And I was like, I'm glad that it's not longer because I don't think I could take more, more of that because it's really horrible. Oh, wait, yay, Hellraiser. I think <laughs> I am. Wow. Um, so the, they basically find out that like the ship won't let them leave. Like they're trapped on this ship. But Weir has already kind of turned, is starting to say like, I'm home. This is where I want to be. This is where I... He is in his freaking element. Yeah. And he's also... Because he's also had this moment with his wife where it's like she's kind of ushered him to the other side with her. Yes. And he's, you know, that was a big reason why he went out there. And he's kind of in love with the ship because he built this it's ship. His this creation. Is, is here and now the creation and the creator have become one. And not just that, he's so proud of what it's become because it's gone to this other place that nothing else has ever gone before. He's infatuated with, with what it has become. And like it's grown. It's like my baby has right. surpassed past what I could have even dreamed of. Sure, but this is something that we talked about in almost all of these movies with The Thing and with, you know, with Alien is that you have this idea of like, I'll, the acclaim I will get for this discovery will be so Yeah, they all fantastic. think they're going to win some sort of prize or some accolade it's for bringing like back a creepy creature. I'm like, no, kill it. <laughs> Shut it down. It's not worth the award, man. It is not. I mean, if I went out and I found the most horrible monster, I would not be like in a mad dash to try to bring it back to civilization. That's why you're not a scientist, Terry. No, that is also why I am not a crazy person in a movie. <laughs> so Peters um, is lured to her death by her son, who she's seeing apparitions of and falls to her death in a very grisly way. Uh, right by the core, the big core the big that core, spins around. Uh, yeah. We're uh, claws out his own eyes. Yeah, when he sees her, yeah, pretty pretty bad. They uh, 
there's the then we're well, this is right after he sees the wife this is when it yes. happens and we get the literal bathtub of blood in this movie too where he sees what she actually we realize now that she actually was a suicide victim yes um we didn't know this up until now we just knew that she was gone and she was dead but i had no idea what the circumstances were and we realized that she actually killed herself i'm not sure what the no eyes thing is about since she unless she gouged out her eyes but we don't really see that so i'm not Totally clear. Well, it happened also in the other film, the little video, and I'm sure that's probably more in the extended cut about mm. what that actually means. And that might be something they pulled out because it is really intense. Yes. Because in the um in that flash of all the 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 crazy orgy, you see eyes being pulled out multiple times. Yeah. And then when he gets to it, he gets to it kind of later that you don't need eyes, eyes to see to, the horrors. All, to see the horrors and also to be puppeted by whatever this thing is is that compels you wants you to do these things you literally don't need to see because it's going to guide you to where you need to go anyway yeah um and so we're finds uh dj uh and he chokes him out and then he basically this is like strings him up but just the skin and like all of his organs are out on a table yeah he's flayed he's yeah it's pretty it's like you got a deer and then you like it reminded me of a little bit. What's that movie with J Lo where there's like the suspension in the uh, cell? The cell. Yeah, it's a good movie. We yeah, should do that sometime. We should. Uh, and they, so the basically Weir says like, look, like this this ship went into this went into this other dimension. It tore a hole in this in time and went to this t- chaos and evil dimension and has brought it back. And this is hell, but it's not hell. Hell is just a word. What it actually is is so much worse. But he's speaking with this demented glee of how proud he is of what his ship has done but of course miller is just like fuck it i want to fucking kill you and this ship because it's shouldn't exist because it's awful but fuck with the laws of physics and now look what happens he has and things are not great and so now we get a problem with like the lewis and clark it explodes because um weir has like actually set an explosion into it i even know even though coop and the other guys have tried to fix it and it just gets it's gutted and yeah. it just explodes and so we've lost another guy now too and then um then miller gets super final guy now he's like fuck this i don't want to be on this ship anymore mm-hmm. the ship is like an evil hellscape and he gets real ready to get out of there and then weir really steps into his hellraiser self is like i love it <laughs> um and so <laughs> um they get on a mission so miller and um what is her name jolie fisher jolie jolie's jolie's Richardson's Stark. Anyway, Stark. So Stark, Cooper, and Miller are left, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I was excited because we got two black guys left. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Um, I was like, I could get into this movie now. <laughs> um, we didn't have to kill the black people at the beginning. I'm very happy. Um, and the lady, and she's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And um, and so their ship starts bleeding. Yeah. There's like a big not to he was like you know what i also need i also need like uh, like a shining elevators of blood type shot so he does like this giant tank Total, of yeah, blood tank of blood the shining idea yeah, i definitely <laughs> see now you have these references terry yeah, don't you feel proud i do you'd be like oh it's like the shining it and is then- and i saw it i was like shining i was like hellraiser <laughs> i was like nice calls like callbacks to like some stuff that you love but like a different way and weir is totally insane and so what do you do with this insane guy who's come back from another dimension uh, you have a fist fight because that's what you do. So let's have a fist fight in the gravity core and try to like destroy the mm-hmm. other one. Um, and then, of course, we have to uh, explosion. There's got to be an explosion. Got to destroy that damn thing. Yeah. So we get it exploded and um, our other friends are able to hop onto, you know, the other um, the Lewis, Lewis and Clark. And Clark um, get and in those grab tanks. Get in the grab tanks and they're rescued 72 days later. And they say it's it's it seems to be a happy ending. You have a rescue crew coming in. 
Stark has a momentary hallucination that it like might be you weird. Like you do as you come out of the grab tank and she thinks it's weird rescuing her. But it's actually just some dudes and it's okay and they're safe and everything's fine. But is or everything is fine? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I would like... I, so yeah, so unlike- Cooper, Baby Bear, and Stark made it out. It's yeah. unlikely that Justin. the Event Horizon would let people escape. That would be my feeling, that this could be all part of a bigger hallucination. I think, yeah, I think I think they're already fucked. Okay. But I thought it was great to see them try to get out of there, and at least knowing that, like, the core got destroyed, hopefully. So this film, to me, having just watched Alien, which I feel like is such a much more cinematic film, mm-hmm. this film feels like kind of a pale imitation of Alien to bit, a bit to me. Like, it was trying to hit the same beats and go for the same thing, except, like, bump up the gore and the mm-hmm. Hellraiser-y bit up so much so to me it was not oh it's like almost there but it's it feels like such an imitation in my eyes i really really enjoyed it and maybe it's because i'm a gore hound at heart and i did not know it um and i also didn't have any expectation going to watch it because i was just like okay we're gonna watch this other sci-fi thing right um we've been watching all these other sci-fi things so i'm in that mindset ufo things thinking about what's happening in outer space and um, I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't, I didn't think it paled. I think, um, I was, I guess I was pleasantly surprised. I was also just really happy to see all these actors. Yeah. The acting is so strong. And that for me is what made it, I think, wonderful. Um, Fishburne, I could watch all day be intense, like literally all day. Yeah. Just be intense, intense, intense. And I love that. Um, and Sam Neill, dear goodness, Yay. what a turn yes. from this like sweet looking, unassuming scientist to like Hellraiser. Yeah, he's just That's wild. As evil as Pinhead. And yeah. I believe it 100%. Yeah. Go Sam Neill. All right. Uh, so we have some gore factor. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to go south. The average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. For gore, you got to give it a five. This is like a five plus. Damn. Because <laughs> you've got like shining blood, a bath, literal bathtub of blood. Yeah. And you've got, you know, like. Uh, All the orgiastic gore. Yeah, like body parts and intestines and even blood on the walls. Just yeah. even when they got on the event horizon, I was like, ooh, it's like coagulated frozen blood. <laughs> Ugh, coagulated. Lots of it. And then we got our movie ratings here. Zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastical. I'm giving it a five because Kilo, I love, I love me some Hellraiser in space. Uh, <laughs> I, I gave it, a, I'm giving it a four. Not uh-huh. too shabby. Yeah. Again, I, I do, I really like it and I don't want to say that it's, it's not alien. I get it. But it's not. Yeah kind of i don't know there's something a little bit lacking for me and i don't i can't really put my finger on what it is um so next week thank you for listening to our science fiction horror round in honor of our producer adam yes and uh, next week we will be shifting gears and doing something a little different but a classic nonetheless and one of course that terry gamble has never seen and is going to be introduced to the omen i'm very excited this is what i've definitely heard about most of my life but i have no clue uh what it's really about no I got nothing. Oh, excellent. Is there, is this the one with the little boy? Yep. Okay. That's all. Damien? Yep. Okay. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all you need. I just know there's a little boy and there's some problems. Okay. You're going to find out exactly what the root of those problems are. Ooh. When we talk about it next Can't week. wait. Thank you so much to our awesome listeners. You guys are bitching and amazing and we love talking to you online. And so, thank you to our patrons. We yes. love you. God. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. I'm like overwhelmed and blown away and so like i might cry a little bit that's really sweet it's i know really cool we've been working really hard on this show and trying to make it better and wonder- wonderful and 
And we appreciate you guys helping us do that. We're just that you want to listen to us blabber on about Event Horizon for like 45 minutes because who wants to do that? You do. And that makes us so happy because we love having you here with us and we wish you were here with us so we could like have a beer and hang out and watch something scary. Yeah. In our minds, you are here. You are here. And if you are a patron, that's basically what you get to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. We love hearing about what you think. And let us know, did you prefer Alien or Event Horizon if you've seen both of those? Um, what do you think about like the comparison? Do you think it's like a full ripoff? Or what do you think? Yeah, we want to know your I'd opinions. Love to hear we always on that. do. And talking about horror movies makes us happy. So hopefully it'll make you happy to talk about it with us. And we will talk to you next week about the, the omen. omen.